the Tom Sumner Program. Old Fashioned Radio for a New Generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, John. You know that. Yay! <laughs> I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Not an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, oh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. W.H. Weiscarver, a recent guest on the show, has pledged 50% of the proceeds from his book Twilight of Empire from sales between October 1st and October 31st to support the Tom Sumner program. W.H. Weiscarver, a former National Security Advisor and counsel for the U.S. Senate Armed Services Committee, pulls no punches, fusing history with political intrigue in Twilight of Empire, the third of four planned novels in the Resurrection Saga series. W.H. Carver's book, Twilight of Empire, shows that the U.S. has all the wealth, science, and resources to solve every issue we face today. Twilight of Empire by W.H. Carver is available on Amazon and Apple Books. For more information and to support the Tom Sumner program, visit whyscarver.com. This is Mayor Sheldon Neely, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Maybe five 
Armchair Politics is going to hell. Hell, Michigan, that is, and you are invited. On October 27th, Wednesday before Halloween, Armchair Politics will be broadcasting live from 9 a.m. to noon from the Hell Saloon in Hell, Michigan, near Pinckney. This will be our first in-person meeting of the Tom Sumner Program's weekly roundtable armchair politics since the beginning of the pandemic. Join me and roundtable regulars Flint's premier political pundit Paul Rosicki on the left and longtime Genesee County Republican Henry Hatter on the right, plus more on Wednesday, October 27, 2021, starting at 9 a.m. at the Hell Saloon. Armchair politics is going to hell, and you can too. And welcome back, everybody, as we continue uh, our one-on-one conversations with the candidates for uh, city council. Having a little trouble getting through to the first one here. Uh, I'm going to see if we can uh, make this work. It keeps disconnecting. Hello? No, that's not working. Um, yeah, I'm trying to get through to... Uh, Quincy uh, Murphy, who is a candidate for the uh, third ward seat on Flint City Council, and I've been having trouble. His uh, line keeps disconnecting when I connect up to it, but I'm going to continue to try. Welcome to live radio, by the way, folks. Uh, It's just kind of the way it goes. Try this one more time. 
trying two different numbers and having trouble connecting with uh, with Quincy. Okay, let's try the other number. And if that doesn't work, we'll move on to something else. This is one of the uh, this is one of the wards where um, there is a write-in candidate. We'll get to him. Hey, Quincy. Yeah, why does it keep going out? I, it, it just keeps dropping. Stand by for a moment. Okay, let's try this one more time. Okay, Quincy, can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Okay, you're coming through too. I don't know what happened with that other number you gave me. It just kept... That's my, that's my house phone number, the landline. Every time we'd uh, every time we'd connect before I could transfer you over to the board, it would disconnect. But uh, well, we'll use the time we have left and get right into it. Quincy uh, Murphy is uh, a candidate for a seat on the Flint City Council at election coming up in uh, November. He's uh, running in the third ward, and uh, that's uh, what they consider an open seat. The incumbent. Uh, Councilperson uh, Santino Guerra decided not to seek re-election, and uh, Quincy and uh, uh, A.C. Dumas were the uh, top vote-getters in the uh, primary, and so they move on to the general. And uh, Quincy, um, what do you think is, is, uh, are, are the big issues that the city council should be tackling? Um, following the city charter. What's that? Following the oh, 15th. got it, got it. Okay. Um, and and you think that they're they're not doing that? Well, I'm not saying they're not totally doing it. They're not complying with the total charter, as you know. They've been in litigation to um, implement the charter. There are some things with me serving on the charter that we wanted to um, have changed in the. Um, city that they just not have been following. For one, the Revenue Estimation Commission that we put in place. We wanted to put that in place because it was a three-panel commission that will be the extra eyes and ears of the city finances so that you won't be talking about the city facing a $17 million projected deficit and we facing a possible bankruptcy or another emergency manager takeover up under uh, when we was working on the charter, we actually um, was up under the emergency manager. So we didn't want to go up under another emergency manager. So what did we do? We put in place a revenue estimation commission. What does they do? They look at the finances of the city just to project out what the city finances is looking like so that we won't be into a projected $17 million deficit had they put a... Um, Revenue Estimation Commission in place long time ago, up under the previous administration. Um, this would we probably wouldn't be facing a seventeen million dollar deficit. I'm not saying we wouldn't be facing a deficit, but they let you know, hey, City Council Mayor, we've been looking at your finances, and based on what we're projecting, you guys, if y'all don't do A, Y, B. X, Y, Z, or whatever, you know, you guys may be facing a $17 million, and I'm not understanding what's so hard about the mayor and the city council appointing a three-panel 
revenue estimation commissions. What that revenue estimation commission, how it's made up, the mayor appoint one person, the city council appoint one person, and then those two people appoint the third people. So it's not just one person fault. So you can't say the mayor didn't appoint, well, the city council, y'all ain't appointed it either. Those are some things that in the charter that we added in the charter that will help move the city in the right direction. There are some other things in the city charter where we um, talked about, um, for instance, the city coming up with their own um, insurance where um, a lot of times the residents are redlined. You know, over in the 4505 area, we um, pay one of the highest insurance rates. They too busy bickering and fussing and fighting about nonsense down there right now where there's some great things in the charter, and some of them um, want to change the charter. That's your right to, but right now the ch charter is not changed. It is what it is, and we want y'all to follow it. That's all. The voters voted for it. They voted to pass it. It's passed, regardless whether a particular candidate like it or don't like it. It is the law. We want you to follow the law, and if you're not willing to abide by the law, you don't need to be running for city council. You don't need to be city council. You don't need to be the mayor, and you need to move out the way for those of us that want to see the charter implemented and see the government and city business running because it's a lot of work to be done out there. So those are some of the critical things that need to happen to your question that you asked me when we just started. And first of all, thank you so much for allowing me the opportunity to be on your show today to yeah. talk about the critical issues out there. Yeah, and Quincy, it's it's a shame that we're, we're just going to have a, a short minute here left, and, and I'm sorry that we... Uh, had those snafus and, and got started a little late, but let's do this. Where can people find out more about you and where you stand and what issues you think are important in your campaign? Well, um, I'm on Facebook. I also do have a website. It is votequincythirdward.lamash.biz. That's B O T E. Quincy, Q-U-I-N-C-Y, 3-R-D-W-A-R-D dot L-A-M-A-A-S-H dot biz. Um, Quincy, thanks for spending a minute, and, and uh, thanks for your perseverance while we were having trouble getting connected up. And uh, best of luck to you. Keep up all the good work that you do. Thank you. All right. Take care. That was Quincy Murphy, and uh, and and I apologize to Quincy and also to you, the listeners, uh, that we had trouble getting uh, getting going uh, at the top of the hour here. But we're going to continue with our conversations with candidates from the uh, third ward. But first, we're going to take a short break, let our broadcast partners squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us, we have some messages as well, so don't touch that dial, don't click that Hello, message. darling, this is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner.
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe Biden from the Blue Hawaiian. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Annan. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You know, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all. It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. Yo, speaking. Oh, dear. Honey, our car warranty is expiring again. So soon? It just expired last week. You don't even own a car! Not now, Dana. Your father's on the phone. Hey! Mom and Dad, you're being scammed! It's a robocall! Scammers are using new technology and clever tactics to make more and more calls that look legitimate, but are hard to trace. They can make it look like they're calling from any number, even from numbers of people you know. My robocall crackdown team is working with state and federal partners to stop the robocalls for good, but I need your guys' help. Don't trust your caller ID. Verify you're really talking to the person whose number appears when your phone rings. If you accidentally answer a robocall, hang up right away. Engaging in conversation will only lead to more calls. Use a call blocking app on your cell phone that stops robocalls before they interrupt your day. And if you do get a robocall, File a complaint with my office online at mi.gov slash robocalls. And mom, dad, please do not give your information out to these scammers over the phone. They're just trying to trick you. Well, at least they call. No, I get it. You're busy. But you know, Janine's daughter is a doctor. She calls every week. A doctor. I'm Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection.
Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananick, and you're listening to Tom Sumner Program. And welcome back, everybody. We continue our conversation where I go one-on-one with the candidates for Flint City Council. That election coming up in November, we continue with the uh, candidates from the third ward. Joining me now by phone is A.C. Dumas. A.C., welcome to the show, or I should say welcome back. It's good to talk to you again. Well, thank you, Tom, for your uh, invitation to come back come back well ac you are always welcome on this show and uh not just because you do uh, a radio show of yourself but because uh you keep track of what's going on what do you think the big issues facing the city council are or should be well uh you know we have uh 47 million Another $47 million, $99 million that uh, we need to spend on making the residents of Flint whole, get more police officers on the street, and fight uh, blight. And the two greatest uh, issues to me in the third war, and let me speak relative of the third war, is uh, blight, uh, you know, and, and that's the number one blight, and now we see an uptick in, in crime. And so that's important issues to me and the residents in the third war remember I went out and knocked on doors you know and I've, I've interacted to the residents of the third war and what are and they all telling they you AC blight blight Mr. Dumas if you get in can you tear down uh, get rid of that house across the street from me the one down there and I had to explain to them every street in the third ward has the same identical issue even the street that I live on, Tom, and I've been in my home for 40 years. My home has been paid off for 35 years. And it was a gorgeous neighborhood. Now, on my block, I'm the only house on my block. The only house. And from my street, uh, uh, Chippewa to North Saginaw in front of the uh, Job Corps, it's about two houses. So, you know... Uh, it's very challenging. Do you think blight is worse in the third ward than it is in other wards around the city? Well, let me say yes, because remember, uh, the third ward is the largest geographical ward of all the wards. And the boundaries go from Rankin Street to Carpenter Road from north, uh, from ML King across Dort Highway to Branch Road to the Rolling Wood, uh, subdivision that is the largest ward so if you've got the largest ward you're going to have the most blight what are your thoughts about um some of the uh initiatives that that people are trying to put forward uh, before the the council with regard to people hanging out at at various locations cheers market and club sunoco come to well, mind you- you know, I, I know you. Uh, Cheers has just popped up recently, but Club Sunoco, you know, they did a big fight about that in the Sixth War. But the same owner that owns uh, Club Sunoco and his family or whatever, they own the one on Avenue A, right around the corner from my house in North Saginaw Street, where uh, four, three people got shot and one got murdered. Then you go down to, uh, in the third war, you go down the North Saginaw Street and Carpenter Road, right on the corner, across the street from the church. Uh, you had a couple people that got murdered up there and wounded and shot. So, you know, this is happening all over 
of the north side, especially now it has migrated to the third war, and nothing is being said. We have a council person, uh, Santino Guerrero, who's been missing an accent since the day he became on council, and the reason the people voted for he visited every house. He even visited my house when he was running. He has been a sore disappointment, and, you know, what I do know, that it comes up again, and, you know, all things are not lost because criminal investigations can be opened up at any time, and I suspect that the feds going to be in Flint sooner than later. To investigate council people? the, the Absolutely, to investigate council people, to investigate contracts. I think some of the contracts that have been let out are illegal in the way they were let out. Uh, you know, the same thing they were doing down in Detroit. And Flint is just a, a, a mini Detroit, if you want to say. And I think they have to come and investigate the water, uh, what, what happened to the water money. Uh, you know, when Mayor Weaver was mayor, uh, you had, uh, she brought in close to a half a billion dollars. Uh, when she left office, it was uh, 24 million surplus. Now we're down to a 17 million uh, deficit. All those things have to be investigated, and those who voted, they have to come under investigation. And a federal investigation, Tom, is not like a council investigation. They're not coming in asking. They're coming in with the answers. And I welcome a, a, a federal investigation. I heard uh, Monica Galloway and Mays was on my show, and Monica Galloway said she would welcome a federal investigation. And aside from aside from that, what could you do as a council person to move the council in the right direction? Well, first of all, you have to get five like-minded people on the Flint City Council that want to move the city of Flint and the residents forward in the right direction. And it's all about money. I don't care what nobody says. It's all about money. And those individuals that are raping uh, the residents of the city, the taxpayers, especially the property owners, uh, they have to be dealt with. And on council, I'm going to put forth an effort with four other like-minded council persons to correct the ills. you got to go. We have to go back and correct some of these things that have been done, as a lot have been done that uh, have uh, really dogged the people, I'm going to use that word, the residents of the city of Flint out, especially the third war. Tom, we don't have one school in the third war, not one, private or anything. I mean, the third war is the most blighted, and now we got uh, crime, uh, murders and murders and shootings, you know. Uh, we've got to do something, and we've got to have five like-minded people who are willing to do something. And I'm willing to do something. I'm not, I'm not going to be a bumpster mouth. And, Tom, let me say this. I'm not going to be controlled by nobody on the council, nobody off the council. I'm going to be controlled by the residents of the third ward, the one that will put me in office. That's who I'm listening to. And you want to talk about giving all these businesses tax breaks? Well, the residents of the uh, city of Flint want some tax breaks. I want some property tax breaks. <laughs> 
I, I hear you, AC. Um, uh, AC, a moment ago, you you uh, suggested that there needed to be some new people on the council, and that's going to happen. This is a, an interesting year because you've got three open seats, two uh, in one in your ward where Santino Guerra decided not to uh, run again. Uh, Herb Winfrey in the 6th Ward decided not to run again. In the 2nd Ward, uh, the incumbent didn't make it through the primary. So you got three seats that are going to have new people. But also, <coughs> over nine wards, there are five people writing or running as write-in candidates it's unusual to see even one write-in candidate why do you think there are so many write-in candidates and and open seats well because uh individuals either didn't know how to get on the ballot or for other reason they names were put on the ballot but it shows an interest if in uh where flint is going and those individuals write in for those who are Excuse me, on the ballot, just saying, hey, enough is enough. They're crying out, enough is enough. They're tired of those, uh, 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 what's happening down the city of Flint. Now, I'm just saying that you have to be careful who you put on uh, the council. In my ward, if you put uh, the one that's running in the third ward, uh, that's on name is on the ballot, you just get warmed over soup. This is the person that Kate Fields is endorsing. The person that's on the ballot now, uh, uh, Quincy Murphy, Kate Fields is endorsing him, and this is what he said on the, uh, a, a show, a broadcast show on Saturday on the gospel radio station. <laughs> Santino Guerrero is endorsing him, so that means you're gonna get the same thing that you've uh, been getting, and you're gonna get the same results if he's put on that council. You think people are? Um, I'll, I'll, I'm not sure how to how to set this up, AC. Let me let me try it this way. A lot of people watch the Flint City Council, and and they're exasperated with the length of meetings and the uh, negativity between the various members on the council. Um, what do you see when you watch the Flint City Council in action? I see racism. I see sexism. I see a divided uh, city council. I see you have uh, Kate Fields, Santino Guerrero, Eva Worthing, and and uh, Griggs. They are uh, uh, divisionaries. They are divided, and they keep uh, the council divided. And uh, they need to go. Well, Santino's gone. And Griggs, hopefully he'll go. Hopefully the lady in the uh, uh, fourth ward will beat uh, uh, Kate Fields. And if uh, Worthing uh, uh, makes it, she won't have nobody to uh, defend her because her mentor, Kate Fields, will be gone. So we got to put the right people on there. You'll have women on the city council, and I think women, uh, uh, caring women, uh, that look at things a little different than men. Uh, they're soft-hearted, but yet they're firm. You know, mothers are soft-hearted, but yet they're firm. And we're daddies, you know. They we just we just say what we mean, and we cut. You know, <laughs> so I think we'll have a balance. You know, I want to have a tender heart, but yet I'm gonna be firm, and I'm gonna do what's right by the charter. 
by the Constitution, and by the residents of the city of Flint. And we need to redo the Flint City Charter. It was made in haste, and it was done absolutely wrong. Well, let me let me uh, ask you this, AC. Um, what do you think? Um, does well? Let me put it this way: Does the city of Flint have the resources that it needs to meet the needs of city residents in the third and other wards? Yes, they have the resources. See, I'm not buying that that we. Well, we we make, they said 17 million. I don't know what we are because I don't have confidence in this administration, the Neil administration, all the people that he have chosen his administration. I do know this. I know the residents of the city of Flint, we're paying a taxes. We're paying garbage tax. We're paying street light tax. We're paying park and recreation tax, both in the city and the county. We're taxed to the hill. And uh, where is the money going from the taxes we're paying? And that's another issue I'll be fighting for to undo all that corruption because it's corruption. If I went and voted for a park millage tax to take care of our city parks, and that's what the money should go for, to take care of our city parks. Likewise, the county should take care of not only the county, but the city park. And so it's using money under false pretenses when you take park money and, and take care of boulevard. We didn't vote for that. It's a lot of it, and I'm going to bring it up. That's why I said we need an investigation. You need a federal investigation in here. And we need to call those things out and open it up. Yeah, we got money. You know, we got $47 million that came into the coffers on May the 19th, and some uh, financial institutions making a whole bunch of interest. Tom, they're making a whole bunch of interest. Well, who's connected to those institutions? Maybe somebody's connected to uh, City of Flint. Do you Matt, can you imagine what the interest is of forty-seven million? Then you got another forty-seven million coming in, and not even talking about what happened to the, you know, the interest for the half a billion that we were brought in, and plus general funds. It's a lot of corruption going on. Well, you know, I I, I wonder about corruption, incompetence, uh, people's personal uh, agendas and, and attitudes. And, and I guess what I would ask you, AC, because you've been around a while, like me, um, was there a time when it wasn't like that? And, and how did, where did things go awry? Well, you know, long when GM was here, and, and, and you know, I'm, I'm a GM product, my mom, uh, she uh, retired from gym with 55 years. My dad retired from 35 years on salary. My mother was an hourly employee, 55 years retiree. And the money was rolling, rolling, rolling. You can hire in one plant. GM has gone. And But what the mistakes that we made, we gave a lot of uh, a pilot programs, tax abatements to these corporations, and they left us high and dry. They didn't leave a commitment to the residents of the city of Flint, and that's terrible. Just last night, they approved pilot uh, programs, which is terrible. As I said, we given for 50 years, 50 years, we given those uh, uh, pi those uh, individuals, uh, uh, businesses, tax breaks, 
but we won't give the residents of the city of Flint property taxes, not, uh, owners, nothing, no break. And so that's when it went awry. And then when you had people that got elected, didn't know government, they haven't been involved in government, even if you just didn't uh, do nothing but go to council meetings. And I'm the longest person except for Wilbur Papa Jared to attend Flint council meetings than anyone in the city of Flint. Anyone. And I've been attending, May said he'd been there 30 years. I've been attending 40, 45 years. I was going to ask if had, Eric when, was... When we, had many, uh, when we had city managers, I was attending. Go ahead. I, I was going to ask you uh, about that when you started talking about how long you've been going to the council meetings because uh, Eric has a pretty good attendance record too, and I didn't know if uh, you counted him in that, you know, in the... I don't want to call it the old timers club, but people that well, have been... he was an old timers club thirty years. He, that's what you he, you know. He's been going thirty years, but before Mays was Dumas, you know, I've been going a <laughs> long time. I, I was going, you know, I got in politics at at a young age. I remember the first campaign I worked with uh, was Sam Riddle, and that was fifty years ago when he ran for state rep, state senate, I think, state whatever, and I worked his in his campaign and that's where we got the 34th district was carved out because we wanted a district in the city of Flint that represented the city of Flint and now they're trying to take the 34th district away and will be no longer if they have if they were a black district it, they wanted to turn into a, a, a white district because of the re, uh, a reapportionment and redistricting so we got a lot of things on on, on the you know, in my scope, and I'm looking at everything. AC, if uh, if you get elected in November, what's the, what's the first thing you're going to do? You know, I'm going to look at the budget. I'm going to look at where the money is and how it's been spent. That's the first thing, because the council's ultimate goal, they are the keeper of the money. They are the key, and that's where you have to look about the money. So I'm going to look and ask for investigations, uh, ask the, uh, our partners, uh, the federal, to come in and look where the money is. you got to follow the money. Where's the beef? You've got to follow the money, and that's why people are on edge uh, because of the money. That's the first thing you have to do. And then other things, we'll, do, we'll take them. You know, uh, day by day, you know. But I'm going I'm to get a hold of this money. That's what I'm, I'm going to track the money. And ask the federal, the feds to come in and help me. The FBI to come in. So I want your listening audience uh, to hear that. Where can people find out more about, uh, about you, AC, and where you stand on, on various things? Well, you know, uh, they, of course, they can come, come to my Facebook page, AC, uh, AC Dumas. And then, I, of course, as you said, I do have a, a radio a program that I've been uh, the host of for about eight years now. Uh, the Truth Shall Make You Free is uh, every uh, uh, Saturday morning from 930 to 10. And then uh, my email address is AC2, the number 2, D-U-M-A-S at Yahoo.com, AC2. D-U-M-A-S at yahoo.com. And you can call me at 
215-275-5339. Or text me. I'm very accessible. I'm very open. Uh, I'm not a Johnny-come-lately. I'm not new with this game. Uh, and, you know, I've ran before and I lost before. And, you know, uh, you take your, your, your the bitter with the sweet. I hear, uh, I, uh, I, AC, I uh, hear winning's better. It is. It's much better. <laughs> and, you know, and, and I lost, but I didn't quit. You know, I did, I did not stop. And I've always been engaged in the city of Flint and in the community and in the third world. Remember, I'm a 40-year resident in the third world. And I'm a senior. So, you know, I, I know Flint. And I know Flint people. And now we only have, what, 88,000 from 100 and some uh, in the good old days, 88,000. Those who stay will pay and will pay more. And that's why us who own property paying more. The highest water rates and everything. And, Tom, if you own land in the city of Flint, you pay the same uh, taxes as if you own a house. And that's sad, and it shouldn't be. Do you think that, um, I've, I've heard it said that uh, there's nothing wrong with the city of Flint that uh, 70,000 jobs wouldn't cure. And, and you kind of referred to that when you said you thought things kind of went awry when we lost the tax base and the jobs associated with GM. Is there a way to get jobs back in Flint? Is is it a chicken and the egg problem, AC? Well, people don't want to bring businesses to Flint when you have a defunct school system, number one. Where will they children go to school? When you got crime out of control, and we're going back to the highest crime per, uh, per capita, when you got blight, people don't want to come to communities like that. Businesses don't. Business, that's why when you go to uh, Grand Blank, they build it in Grand Blank. They build it in Burton. They build it in Flint Township. They're not doing anything in Flint. They, they got a couple of uh, uh, housing uh, projects, but the only thing they want is tax dollars. You know, so people don't, uh, businesses don't want to come to that. You got to clean up. Listen, Tom. Don't know why anybody want to come to nobody's house to eat dinner and the house is filthy and nasty. I don't care how great the cook is. I'm not coming to your house or anybody's house that the house is filthy and nasty and say, well, come down and eat. No, I'm not coming to your house. No, <laughs> thank you. And Flint is, 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 is nasty and all that. And people don't want to come here. They don't want to even move here. And the people that's here, look what they did. They moved out. Right. Well, AC, we got to end it there. But I, I appreciate you spending this time with me this morning. And as always, uh, I wish you the best. And uh, keep on keeping on. Well, let me say this final thing, uh, 30 seconds. I'm asking everyone in the third ward to vote for AC Dumas for the third ward Flint City Council. I am on my name. It's on the ballot. When you get your absentee ballot, Get them in. Vote for AC Dunes for the third war. And, and Tom, I'm going to say, listen, if I can't do it, I'll let you know I can't do that. But what I can do, I will do. And I'm going to do my job so well that the unborn, the living or the dead, couldn't do a better job. Thank you for having me. Take care, AC. Bye now. That was AC Dumas, candidate for uh, Flint City Council in the third ward. Uh, that election coming up in November. We'll be back with more 
right after this. Hey, <laughs> this is the Unknown Comic, and guess what? You're listening to the Tom Sumner Show right now, and now, and now too, and even now. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines, since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe Bye from the Blue Hawaiians. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's, that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. Today. Hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all always. It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a kind and check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. The Tom Sumner Program is made possible with support from Seth David Radwell, a recent guest on the program and author of American Schism, How the Two Enlightenments Hold a Secret to Healing Our Nation, released in July 2021. As Publishers Weekly writes in its recent glowing review of American Schism, business executive Radwell's epic debut examines the historical influences that have led to what he sees as the collapse of politics in the United States. Seth Radwell makes the case that the current chasm between the American right and left can be traced back to the 18th century's Age of Enlightenment and the basic tenets of liberty, equality, and reason. American Schism provides a historical perspective that can help bridge current day divides. American Schism by Seth David Radwell is available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. For more information, go to AmericanSchismBook.com. 
MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. The uneasy feeling Rod Serling is behind one of those doors. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. What's this, the Twilight Zone? Where is everybody? I would have been headed for the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. If I go any lower, I'll be in the Twilight Zone. All right. Oh, but Jethro's right at home in the Twilight Zone. I'm in the Twilight Zone. Now, having made this little jaunt into the Twilight Zone, I got a feeling something strange is about to happen in the Twilight Zone. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody, as we wrap up today's uh, edition of the Tom Sumner Program with this final segment. We're looking at the uh, candidates from the first, second, and third ward. This hour, we're looking at the third ward in the uh, uh, race for the Flint City Council, which will be decided in November. And as I mentioned earlier, this is kind of an unusual uh, election season for the Flint City Council with... uh, three open seats and over the the nine wards there are five write-in candidates including one in the third ward who joins me now by phone rich jones hey rich welcome back to the show hey how you how you doing tom i'm doing okay now let me let me ask you about this because write-in candidates are rare that's not the norm it's unusual to see a write-in candidate and there are five in uh, over the nine wards in the Flint City uh, Council race. Why do you think, uh, first of all, why are you running as a write-in candidate, and why do you think there are so many write-in candidates? Well, I know for a fact that the information that they use, really we all should be on the ballot. It really, to be honest, it, this uh, this November election, being that it went so far, should be scrapped. And this should be a general election in of in of in, in January that we all should be on the ballot, and then it should be maybe in February or early March that they do another. Uh, uh, they should be a primary election in January, the fir- and then there should be a, maybe a general in in the middle of in the middle of February because the information, the voter information that they use was out of date. Um, multiple mistakes was made. Information was not, uh, EFOIO, my EFOIO did not come to me until July the 1st, way after the challenge date. It's, 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 it's really a lot going against us. And I've been arguing with the Black Manilium because they're not inviting us to their form. The NAACP is not going to have a form because they're write-in candidates that they don't want to get in, give any exposure. And it's not fair because, like I said before, the information that they use wasn't updated. So when your information ain't updated, you're this, that's just like a teacher checking your homework, but they got the wrong golf scale. How can, how can your grade be accepted 
when the teacher did not even have the right utensils to grade your paper. And that's the same that's going on with our petitions, but it is what it is. We got to fight all the obstacles because in my situation, if it was somebody for me to really get behind, I would have got behind them instead of stayed as a write-in candidate. But I don't, I don't see that. And what I mean by that is the, the two people that I'm running against, neither one of them stood up for Flint when Eric May served Rick Snyder. Um, one went silent and one went on attack mode far as uh, against Eric Mays to change the, the subject. So, and then um, they've been well, me, in the community forever, but I'm trying to set up and start some communication between the Third Ward and the city of Flint because a lot of people in the Third Ward don't vote and don't attend city council meetings, but every decision that is made through the city council, any elected official affects them because they live in Flint. So I feel that they still have a voice and they still need to be heard. And I don't, I don't see anybody else trying to bring them to the table. I, I feel that all the attention is going towards those 7% of the voters in Flint that vote. And we got 93% of our city that need some working on and some you know communicating with rich do you think the fact that there are so many candidates uh writing or running as write-in candidates that that might make a few more people willing to consider writing in candidates for this election cycle um you said five i think it's six i think chris del Maroney is also a write-in candidate for the sixth ward. Really? Yeah. I didn't catch that one. Yeah, and uh and it and it, and it was I'll and it was a Yeah, I think I think I think I know he had mentioned it, but I haven't heard him well, I ain't said I was a write in candidate and I called in on the city council meeting twice last night, so maybe that's just a miss of words on his behalf and mine. Because I like I said, I didn't I didn't because most of the people, they call in and they announce themselves as a candidate or a write-in candidate, and then they go into their speech. I just say my name and go into my speech, and he just say his name and go into his speech. So I, I really don't know about that one. Well, let me, let, me, uh, let me ask you this. How do you go about getting people to consider? You're asking a lot. You know, most people just go into the booth and check a, a box next to a name, but you're asking people to remember your name and actually and write, write it and, 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 and to write your name and, and to write it correctly and yeah how and do you how it, do you how do you campaign for that how do you get well what i'm do doing it? is i i just basically i'm campaigning the same way i would if i was on the on the thing i'm just telling people to write my name in instead of vote for me now that's that's basically the main difference but far as the community is and it's, it's, it's just a lot of negative stuff when it comes to being a write-in candidate. It's a lot of unnecessary stuff that they try to put us through. And it's a lot of hate. Like I said, the black millenniums, they're not inviting us to their, uh, to their debate. The NAACP, they didn't invite us to their first debate. And it don't look like they're going to have one now because they were have to invite us. Well, Rich, let me ask you this. How do you... Um 
how do people find out more about you and your campaign and where you uh where you're at on a variety of uh, issues okay they can just right now i'm not gravity i don't have no website or all that but i do have a friends of rich jones uh facebook page and i just started me a youtube channel so i'm going to get some directions on how to use that to how to use that to my advantage um as far as what I'm trying to do is, is, is like if I'm elected, it's not going to be what I'm going to do. It's what I'm going to continue to do. It's, it's going to enhance me. Like right now, uh, I'm trying to establish a first and a third Saturday of the month to where I had have a, a thing called the Third World Speaks. And that's just where I would bring in all of the citizens from the Third World and hear what was on their minds and stuff. And do you know that I cannot get a building? to host this meeting in really they like pastors don't call me back uh Burston told me because of their 501c3 i can't host a meeting i had another one setting up set up at the uh old business center and it, it started at 12 at 11 o'clock they said i couldn't use that building i didn't even go down to uh to one of the centers because during the state, during the um, during the presidential election, I wanted to do a who's on your ballot, and that's just a you know, because a lot of people travel around Flint, but they have different selections when it comes to their ballot. Like they got different commissioners, different you know what I'm saying. We make the only thing we can have all in common is like our mayor. We have a lot of differences, different county commissioners, different state reps. So I wanted to hold a who a who's on my or a who's on my ballot day, and they told me that they couldn't do nothing political. <laughs> and then I look on Facebook, and Santino was bringing Bloomberg to that same building. So I called him up and I asked him, and he told me that the person that told him to bring Bloomberg up was the same person that told me they didn't do nothing political. And and it's mighty funny because when we had a write-in form at Burston, right? And three days before that form, they had hit me up because they thought I had something to do with setting it up and said, no, you can't do the write-in form because of my 50C3 status. But then three minutes later, oh, no, it's okay. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking more of a, I'm thinking, I'm looking at it more of sabotage than 501C3 issues. Well, Rich, we got to end it there, but uh, best of luck to you, and thanks for spending and, this time. And I want, I want to, uh, can I just add one more thing? <laughs> In about two seconds. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I really feel that our water accounts need to be zero balance, and our water fund needs to be stabilized, and that we need to think of a program to where we can... Uh, we got we got to we got to end it there. Oh, Rich. I did that. All right. Take care. <laughs> All right. Thank you. That wraps it up, and we'll be back tomorrow <laughs> with Armchair Politics. Good night, everybody. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show. We want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions. 
most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the Flint area. Many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and Pencil Sketch Recording in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner program. And thanks for listening.